0: Okay, I believe the listeners could not hear that Zoom robot lady who says recording and progress, but we are here with a very special kickoff episode to the 22-23 NBA fantasy season. Uh, you are listening to Supermax, a sports ethos slash presentation, which is a uh, salary cap league show podcast hosted by two idiots named Jared who went to the same college. That's where they met. And... I'm here with a very special guest. Please introduce yourself to the tens of listeners, Mr. William.
1: Hey, Jared. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, I'm William Harris. My Twitter is at William is Bill. I host a podcast with Sports Ethos as well. The All Rookie Podcast. Any and everything about rookies I'm here to talk to you about. So um, it's a pleasure to be on your show
0: what a professional you're just <laughs> the voice the intro the the twitter t- you have it down on lock i try i try <laughs> unbelievable uh we always save all the fun stuff towards the end like you can follow me on twitter at Jared russo and is anyone listening how come they're not paying <laughs> us where's the premium pass and the Bruski 150 uh <laughs> I think we also had a discussion on like the sports ethos account like has like an extra letter in its name and we never could figure out what that stood for but that's besides the point. Let's get things
1: going. No time to dilly-daddle. What team do you root for? I'm a, here in North Carolina so I'm a Hornets fan.
0: I'm so sorry
1: for you. I'm one of the few.
0: <laughs> I'm so I just I, yeah. I really wasn't expecting that answer. And I did feel yeah. so,
1: so bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs>
0: they, they've they never been on a Christmas game.
1: No, no we, we haven't had much in Charlotte. You know, we got Michael Jordan and LaMelo Ball. That's about it. No, you had that
0: one really funny video of all the fans in their Bobcats outfits when they <laughs> reacted to someone getting drafted and everyone just went,
1: oh, and then one guy <laughs> turned around and went,
0: I like the pick. I forget
1: who it was. <laughs> It, it sounds like you're describing the Knicks, so that's not good company. So. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, you're um, a Knicks fan, so okay, you can't say too much, then.
0: Yeah, yes, I can. <laughs> was it Michael Kilcrest or one of the Zellers? I think it was one of the Z- Cody.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'm so glad he's finally off the team. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up later and then send it
0: to you. It was a really funny video of them watching the draft live at, at whatever the Bobcat Arena was. Okay. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, for anyone who is new and anyone who is not new, I don't care, I'll repeat this. This show is for salary cap leagues, which is regular fantasy basketball, but salaries are the sort of interesting twist. Obviously, some of the cheapest salaries in the league are rookies, and it is way more fun to take random dart throws at rookies When you're relying on them as opposed to any sort of other league where it's like, don't take rookies. They're blah, blah, blah. Eh, That's no fun. So, what better person to have on to talk about rookies than the rookie master?
1: (laughs) There we go. Happy to be here. Let's get to it.
0: All right. So, the context. As we speak right now, my league, which has been together for a decade, I want to say, give or take a decade of running a salary cap league. We do our draft offline over the course of several weeks. So we give people time to crunch the numbers, get to us when it's their turn, let the mm-hmm. next person know. We do this over a Facebook chat. And right now it's actually almost coming up on my turn. We've already gone through two rounds. I think I took a rookie the soonest out of any draft I can remember. Usually rookies go in the third, fourth, fifth. I took a rookie at the bottom of round two. So like pick 18, something like that. Can you guess what rookie I took? I reached for?
1: I'm going to assume it's Paolo.
0: You would be correct. I took (laughs) Rancho Bancaro and I want you to tell me how stupid of a move that was. So what
1: overall pick was it?
0: He was in the 20s, 29. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a professional. I'm inspired, and I'm going to look up the exact <laughs> position. I'll, I'll sort of run through this uh, draft because I feel like these uh, podcasts for the next month the next month or so, we're just going to be talking about our live draft as it goes on. So here are some of the names that have gone based on their salary and because they're great players. Uh, number one overall, John Morant, $12 million. LaMelo Ball, number Ooh. two. $8 million. Uh Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Tyrese Halliburton, cheap contract. Darius Garland, cheap contract. Anthony Edwards, Scotty Barnes, Sabonis. That's round one. Those are all pretty cheap contracts slash best players in the league. DeJounte Murray, Evan Mobley, Trey Young, Tyrese Maxey, Cade Cunningham, Jason Tatum, Desmond Bain. That brings us to pick 17. So 18 was me. And I said... I'm taking the best rookie a little ahead of schedule. And I'm going to take a guy who is the dude on his team. He might put up stupid stats and not win any games, but that's irrelevant. And I would have gone with Chet if the Thunder hadn't mysteriously pushed him down the stairs and went, oops, you can't play. I guess we'll take Victor Wimbanyama next year. (laughs) Right,
1: right. You Uh, don't have experience
0: uh, with salary cap league. So I'm trying to like, it's a little
1: different. Like, I don't think it's a reach, but it might be a reach. Well, I'm doing a 30 team dynasty league. Is your salary cap league dynasty? No, we re
0: reset every single year. And I like it that way because the ramifications (laughs) of screwing up, it's just, it's too great to just take Michael Porter Jr. Like I did last season and then go, right. My season's done or I have to quit this league because I have Michael Porter Jr. Forever.
1: But in the 30-team league, with all players included, Paolo Bancaro went 28th. So I think that's really high. Um, you know. But they're banking on his age, his youth. Like you said, he's going to have the keys in Orlando. I don't think it's a bad pick. you know, For his first year, though, I think it will probably be – he won't reach his potential. It's pretty obvious. So you're kind of taking him at best-case scenario value. Um, but if that's going to leave you a lot more money to get other players, it should be okay. He is
0: currently being paid eleven million dollars, which right. is really nothing because the right. uh, the sort of like the, the number we use for our total is one hundred and fifty million, which is some sort of a tax luxury cap. I I proclaim to be an expert. All I know is that uh, the the uh, deputy commissioner, the guy who always pulls the Knicks draft card and smiles like an idiot. That guy, uh, he tweeted out like the official number and we just went with it. Um, so 11 million is, is chump
1: change. Yeah, it really is. So I, I believe for him and Jabari Smith and possibly Keegan Murray, they would be worth uh, going to get them early. So I think you're in good shape.
0: Now, here is the second caveat.
1: A lot of people play
0: in category leagues. Right. And some people play in points leagues. Am I a smooth-brained idiot or a wrinkly-brain genius? Because we play in points leads.
1: Mm, okay, in the points yes. league, does that change uh, that? That kind of changes it a little bit, you know. Because it's still we have to see how Orlando's going to play out. You know, is Jonathan Isaac ever going to step on the court? No. no. <laughs> you know, is Franz Wagner going to have the same role as last year? Will it be increased? Will it be decreased? So it's a little sketchy in Orlando, but I could see Paolo probably averaging 15 points, eight boards, you know, per game. This is music to my ears. Maybe a block or so. He's a yes. good, pretty good shooter. Keep so going. I think he's safe, but I don't think his ceiling is going to be superstar in his first year or anything. Uh I mean, I have Luca. I I don't need him
0: to be. Uh, I guess right. the guys, the guys I'm thinking about in my head are. I call them engines because they are the ones that they, – they everything runs on them. They're mm-hmm. just – they're dependable engines. They just get you so many points, and they just play every game, and you just put them on your team, and they're the engine of your team, and you don't have to think about it or worry about it unless something catastrophic happens. So between right. you and He's I – perfect
1: for that. Perfect for that.
0: Yeah, between you and I, I have Luca, and I want – like a Embiid or a Harden or a Carl Anthony Towns. Again, I play a lot of games or just get so many per average per night that maybe you don't have to play 75 plus that you can still get a ton of points that I can take these kind of like, I can take the rookies, I can take the cheaper dudes later on uh, right. to balance things out. But let me walk you through what happened last year. Good sir. Do you remember the rookies from last season? Yes, I do. Okay. It seems like every prediction was dead wrong. Every rookie people thought were going to be great, early took early. And every person, people went, eh, we'll see, ended up being superstars. So what in the hell happened last year?
1: Yeah, it the draft seemed to be a lot more top-heavy than we all would have thought. You know, everyone was waiting on that draft class Um you know, because it was going to be so great, but it looks like it was going to just be very, very top heavy, but we could have possibly six or seven multiple time all-stars in this draft, but the rest of the guys are going to be pretty much role players. And, you know, this class is looking like it's potentially going to be better, more, more all around, you know, so we'll see. But last year's class had some guys that came out and were, borderline All-Stars in their first season. And so, I mean, that's rare. Uh, that is. A lot of those guys are really good. And
0: unfortunately for everyone who... We like to just go spear fishing to try to find, like, the guy who pops, which, I mean, isn't every NBA team doing that. But I took a shot on Jalen Green, thinking he would put up a ton of points. He's not competing with anyone on that team. Uh, no, I was wrong. <laughs> and... Oh, Jalen Suggs. Clearly, the Raptors are going to go with Jalen Suggs. Surefire hit. Nope. We all missed. Off. Oh, there's, there's no way Franz Wagner. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed like every single time someone did that, it just blew up in their face. Like, I took Sengun. I think I traded up to take Alprin Sengun, Sengun. Mm-hmm. And he was okay. But if you got Bones Highland, which, like... What the hell heard of Bones Highland? You went to VCU, for Christ's sake. Uh, you're a genius. You're a, you're a soothsayer. So is it going to be like that this year where, like, the the AOs and the Herbert Jones of the world, they're just going to beat you? Who knows when, the, you know, just complete no-names in the back of the first or, like, is it going to be a little more reliable where I can take a Keegan Murray and a Jabari Smith and they'll actually kind of produce like they should?
1: I think to be safe, you want to stay at the top of the draft, you know, the top 10. There will be some outliers like, you know, Herb Jones and a couple of guys last year. And like you said, with Sangoon, you know, I had him mocked going seventh. So the talent is there. I believe in him. But the problem with a lot of the rookies last year is if they landed on a team where they couldn't get minutes, it hurt their value. And I don't necessarily think it was, you know, an indication of how good or bad the player is. I think it was just the landing spot. Like Jonathan Kaminga, I had him mock six. He went seven. I think he's a truly talented player. If he was on OKC or some other bad team, he would have potentially been rookie of the year, in my opinion. But he was on Golden State. He did not have an opportunity. So I think it depends. You want to draft somebody in this draft this year. You want to make sure they have a clear role, a clear spot in the starting lineup. Otherwise, you can have a very talented rookie that's just sitting on the bench.
0: Now, there were players who, I'm going to name names, Cade Cunningham, who came out of the gate, even Jalen Green, they came out of the gate a little slow. Injuries, a lot of missed shots. Obviously, that'll hurt you more if you're worrying about percentages. But then, second half of the year, oh, Lord. So, there's this interesting struggle to like especially in a salary capital because these guys are so cheap to just hold on to them and eh, he's whatever i'll i'll drop him and pick up some sort of hot waiver wire guy and then lo and behold jalen green's on on someone else's team lighting it up uh, do you foresee any sort of like really
1: slow starts that tends to happen with shooting guards like solely guards that are score first so that happened with Anthony Edwards the year before. And then the exact thing happened with Jalen Green. They started off very slow, like then right around the All Star break, they started to pick it up. So, you know, I could see that type of thing happening with Jaden Ivey, maybe Benedict Matherin. Uh, I think they will, you know, go through the ups and downs, the rough parts of the season early on, but I think they can turn it on later in the season. You're a little bit safer with the bigger guys like Palo. You know, Jabari, Keegan, because even if they're not scoring, they can do other things.
0: Now, I have the list up of all the rookies, and I just want to quickly just give a shout out to Mother Italia, because that's the nationality of of Paolo, um, who I'm an Italian. I I always just thought of him as just being like, oh, that's the guy from Duke. I, I don't think of him as being the pride of Italy. Should we just name him the pride of Italy? I like it. It has a nice ring to it love it. Uh, I'm even more excited for him. So I'm looking at these names and I want to just quick fire through a lot of them because uh, I did a salary cap rankings and I got it into the premium pass or whatever we call the hoop ball fantasy, whatever. Um, Very honored for that. And I sort of with a few exceptions, just kind of listed them in order at a certain point, just like take, you know, just like take flyers on these dudes but there was a few guys who I kind of moved upwards. And I wanted to get your thoughts. Because I feel like there are a couple guys I feel like are gonna have bigger roles and more of an impact than some other guys. So let's just go through these real quick and you're gonna give me your uh, your hot takes. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Paulo, awesome. Last time I swear to God, I will mention his name.
1: Chet, <laughs> uh, yeah, N-A. Chet, I mean out N-A. for the year. Unfortunately, out for the year
0: uh jabari smith jr is an interesting one because he's gonna play next to my boy alperin do you see some sort of a front court log jam there
1: i don't think so because with houston they're gonna be losing a lot of games (laughs) you know they're in it for the tank as well just like okc and utah so I think there will be plenty of opportunities for both of those guys. Uh, I think they can play together a little bit. I think Jabari can play the three or the four. and can play the four or the five. And those are two of their prize draft picks. So I don't think either will be lacking for minutes. And in my opinion, though, know, Jabari Smith was my number one prospect in this class. Um, I had him over Paolo, had him over Chet. And I just think I believe in him a lot Uh I think he's in a great landing spot. So I think his statistics will be similar to Paolo and he should be pretty safe. Maybe I'll double dip and grab him too.
0: Um, The internet seemed convinced that he should and would go number one. And then the Orlando magic didn't even fly Paolo to Orlando and just psyched out everyone for no reason. For no
1: reason. (laughs) Yep.
0: It was like they were trying to like smoke screen, the people ahead of them, and then someone told them at the last second, you're number one. You don't have to smoke screen anyone. You just take who you want.
1: Yeah, that's um, crazy.
0: Insane. Uh Keegan Murray looked really good in uh summer league, I'm told, from
1: Twitter. Is that correct? He looked amazing. He looked like the best rookie uh in summer league. So out of out of all of them, you know, you might could say Paolo and Chet were one A, one B, one C, but I mean it's pretty undeniable that he was one A. But then again, you can't really take too much from Summer League because last year the best rookie in Summer League was Trey Murphy and he barely got on the court for New Orleans. So when Keegan plays with the real team, you know, he's not going to be the first option, not going to be the second option. He may not be the third option, you know, in in Sacramento, that's going to be Fox, that's going to be Sabonis and potentially having to compete with Harrison Barnes and Malik Monk, a couple other guys. They got a lot of offensive weapons out there. Uh, but he he looked really good. It's just a matter of how he, will he fit in with Sacramento?
0: Um uh, well, I'll I'll tell you what, that that franchise and ownership group have no clue what they're doing, and yeah. everything happens to them by luck. Um Harrison Barnes recently said at Media Day, I think today or yesterday, that he was going into his second prime, his second peak. Uh and then I think I quote tweeted him saying that by suggesting that they were going to instantly lose 60 games because of it. So uh mm-hmm. I'm I wanna like be all in on summer league Keegan Murray, but I do remember one summer league Trey Young looked like a bust mm-hmm. and one uh spring training Shohei, Shohei Otani looked awful. So I want to put zero credence in anything that happens in the preseason or in exhibition games, or it just, I just have to rule it out. I
1: got to rule it out. Yeah. I mean, it's a good sign. You know, if he looked terrible out there, it would be, you know, really bad, but he looking like the best rookie is not the worst thing, but just don't get your hopes up too much because a lot of guys look great in the summer league and it just depends on their role with the team. He's not starting, is he? Uh, it's going to be tough. Um, if Sabonis plays the five, he can start at the four. But if Sabonis plays the four, he'll probably be first guy off the bench.
0: But Harrison Barnes told me he was going into a second peak All right, I'll stop <laughs> bragging on it. Um So from here on out, every single one of these players, um, n- nothing personal, but the Knicks did not draft or trade up to get any of these people, despite my my angry tweets at them. I love Jaden Ivey. Can I can I buy in? Can I just go like, man? I just I so want to just take him in the middle of a draft because like, God, the Pistons look so scary. I just I'm just I'm just jealous and envious. Uh, please
1: tell me to to cool it with the Jaden Ivey hype. You're talking to the wrong person to tell you to cool it on Jaden Ivey. No! (laughs) He was my second overall ranked prospect in this draft. Very high on him. I mean, looking at his tape, you see a superstar, you know. Damn it. Yeah. Some people say Donovan Mitchell. Some say John Morant. If he's given the opportunity, there's no reason he should not be like either of those guys. I mean, And he looked really good in the summer league as well. And he got his summer league cut short because he got a slight injury, but he's going to be fine for the regular season. I love his game. It's just a matter of how they're going to play and how he's going to fit in with Cade Cunningham because he was kind of ball dominant in Purdue. Cade Cunningham obviously is going to be ball dominant in Detroit. As long as they can play together, they might have a few kinks in the beginning, but I think he's going to be a star eventually. Why couldn't you have lied to me and been like, nah, the Knicks were better off not giving up eight first to move? <sighs> <laughs> because I'm a Hornets fan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh,
0: these next three, no, I, I, these next several names are all guys who I could easily see uh, just not doing a lot their first year. Nothing against them personally, but if if I'm, well, I am at salary Capital League and presumably our listeners are too. You, you kind of just you want the cheap contract, but you just kind of want someone to, like, give you something and not like this ridiculous up, down, up, down, up, down or nothing. Uh, the year Obi Toppin got drafted and I will never forgive the Knicks organization for taking him instead of Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. That's a different conversation because we haven't had a point guard for 20 plus years. Uh, everyone was like, oh, senior, uh, you know, big 10 or big 12 player of the year. Instantly will come into the NBA and contribute and score. And guess what he did? (laughs) Nothing. Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, Jeremy Sochan. He's Polish. I I can't pronounce that name. And Johnny Davis. I can all see these guys just coming off the bench and giving you whatever. And you're like, okay, you know, like, are any of these guys going to impress me?
1: I think one of the guys will impress you. And uh, Mm. speaking of Obi Toppin, you know, he was another guy. (laughs) I have to mention this. He looked amazing in some, I think the last two summer leagues, he looked amazing. But he's 35 years old. Yeah, he
0: (laughs) he plays the same position as half of our team.
1: Right. That's the issue. So, you know, you have to look out for that with these young guys. But I love Benedict Matherin. He was my fifth overall rated prospect. Uh, I think he's going to be a star. I think. Uh, you know, they got Brogdon out of there. Buddy Hill could possibly be on his way out. And I think Benedict, if he's not going to start, which I think he will, he'll be the sixth man in Indiana. Indiana's another team not trying to win anything like Houston. So I think Benedict could have a really good season. I think Shaden and Shohan and Daniels, They could be up and down, up and down. Like you said, you're not looking forward to, especially Shaden. Shaden could struggle to get minutes his first year. I think he might be unleashed his second year. If Dyson Daniels was starting, I would be really high on him uh, because I think he'll get you those assists. I think he can play like Josh Giddy pretty much out there. But the minutes are going to be tricky in New Orleans, and they're going to be trying to win this year. So that's going to be sketchy. So he should have an opportunity in San Antonio. Uh, They have a tanking team as well. They don't have many bigs. I'm just not big on his game. I did not see him as a lottery pick at all. Um, But you never know. He didn't even play in the summer league, so we don't have anything to go off of to be confident in Sohan. It's just a gut feeling. You feeling them? Draft them. If not, you know, be more cautious. I'm not going
0: to lie. A lot of bad vibes coming from Eastern Europe these days. Uh, Nothing against him. But the right. Spurs have a history of drafting from Europe and getting it right. Uh, I think they drafted Josh Primo and everyone was like, why? Yeah, they and drafted then, him. He
1: was like 15 years old.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was like literally like a premature baby. I just made no sense. <laughs> uh, uh, Jakob Pertl, uh Kelvin Johnson. Like, I feel like they would kind of just soak up all that like garbage time the whole year while they're also trying to tank for Victor Wemanyama, which is mm-hmm. the correct course of action. Um, I got to tell you that the only people who I moved up, thinking those are interesting names, are two centers. Jalen Duran is on the Pistons, and Mark Williams is on the Hornets. I know there was a big, complicated trade between those players, but I believe that's where they ended up. Correct. I feel like those two guys could get. Playing time, because I'm not quite sure anyone is enthusiastic to start Kelly olinick Is he still in Detroit? He just got shipped out of Detroit, so that helps Duran. Okay, I, I I've been updating uh, our salary sheet, our bible, and like tr- figuring out like free agents. Like Iguodala now on the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. so, like we're we're doing it like we're building the railroad tracks as we draft, and the train's coming. So.
1: Let me look at the Detroit Pistons. Like who? They're gonna who have is Isaiah Stewart, Nerlens Noel, and and I think that's it. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Bagley. Yeah, four or five.
0: I me mean, apparently, Karen. Let's go on. Uh, yeah. So I was a little higher on him, and I was a little higher on um on Durin because I I don't quite know what's going on with their whole like Miles Turner flirtation slash Miles Bridges is a criminal and will never play again question mark and. P.J. Washington can play power forward, so like that was more of a shoulder shrug. Like those two guys could just get you a lot of good rebounds and blocks, and you know they just run up and down the court. Like they'll play good minutes as opposed to the these these guards on you know like Sharp on the Blazers is obviously competing with a lot of other talented players. Johnny Davis has got a whole bunch of draft busts to to, to compete against. Uh, God, that Rui Hachimura first season was so inspired.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs>
0: oh man, I, I, I had him. I was like, yeah, guy, guy is going to be good going forward. No, no, he wasn't because he's in
1: Washington. Um, am I right
0: to to target Duran and Williams?
1: Uh, I like Duran and Williams. I think Duran could possibly have a year like Isaiah Jackson did last year, um, where. Ooh. Yeah, he kind of sat on the bench for a while, but when he got his opportunity, he flashed. He just kept getting hurt, and hopefully Duran won't get hurt. And I think he could be like a second half of the season breakout player because there's no reason Nerlens Noel or Isaiah Stewart should be, you know, taking minutes from Duran at this point. So we'll see how that goes. With Mark Williams, he's in a bad spot because he oh. should be he should be starting on this team. I was very excited for him when we were going to hire a new coach, and potentially played the young guys. And we hired the retread, Yep. and now Clifford has already said Plumlee is going to start, and Nick Richards is going to be the backup. uh, So last year we drafted the Hornets, drafted Kai Jones, (laughs) and now we have Mark Williams. So those are two rookie, well, young bigs. And they're third and fourth on the depth chart. When will they get on the court? That's the question. Who the hell is Nick Richards? Exactly, right? <laughs> I don't even think he's in
0: our, our salary Bible. Like on this, I see JT4. That's a made up name.
1: That's not <laughs> yeah, a real Nick Richards. He's, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, don't get me. What? Started. Don't Are me you started. trolling me? There's no Nick Richards. I wish I was trolling you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I had him oh there you yeah nick richards what the oh my god all right well don't, all right. You, there's no need to worry about nick richards he's not good so don't worry about it but, oh, but that's that's good but, to know i just yeah the coach likes him though so there's a lot of
0: guys um later half of the year you know end of the season like you're in the playoffs or at the end and you're like oh true Eubanks. okay you know like <laughs> right. like i like Houston, Portland, Sacramento—like every year—has a bunch of guys who just put up like crazy stats, and you're like, "Whoa, Terrence Davis! Oh my god!" You know, like you pick them up and they just like score a bunch, and you're like, "Yeah, you know, you win your league." Um, All right, we'll we'll fly through just a few more, and then and then ultimately wrap up. Um, Is there going to be sizable roles for Tari Eason or AJ Griffin?
1: Tari Eason, AJ Griffin—I think he'll have a real hard time getting on the court. The Hawks drafted two stud rookies last year. They didn't even sniff the court all year. Uh, and AJ Griffin, you know, he already is kind of banged up from his Duke time. Uh, I I don't see it really. It would be great. They could use his three point shooting, but you know, they're gonna have Dejounte. They're they're loaded in Atlanta. They don't really play rookies. Tari Eason, I think he will have a great opportunity to come in, and I mean, I think he should start. Uh, but we'll see how they go with. Eric Gordon and Josh Christopher and those guys, but Tari Eason should start at the three in my opinion. He played incredible in the summer league. He was one of the top five guys in summer league as far as rookies. And he, he looked, he made a lot of draft picks look bad because he went 17th and he easily looked like a top 10 player in this draft. Um, So I'm looking forward to Tari Eason. Is there any other name
0: that interests you like a Nikola Jovich or a Ty Ty Washington or, or really anyone.
1: There's two names that I think you should look out for. And they're, they're probably worth drafting. You should put them on your radar. Number one, I'm going to go with Jalen Williams with OKC. Uh, I Almost. think he's oh, okay. See
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> anyone
1: off the street. I could get minutes on that team, right? You got to love the rookies on bad teams. They get opportunities, but he played incredible in summer league. Also, you know, Shea is out they already have a couple of injuries, you know, Chet is out. Um, so I think with the tanking season, they're going to have Jalen Williams who was the 12th pick overall shot up draft boards and, He's going to be great for them. He, I mean, I think he probably will start. And, I mean, his offensive game looked amazing in summer league. He should fit right in with them. And I think you have to look out for Dalen Terry. He was not a guy I was big on, but he played great in the summer league. He went 18th overall to the Bulls. And with the news of Lonzo Ball possibly being out for the season, I think that will push Dalen Terry into some minutes. So he's a name to look out for. Maybe put Over him your watch. A. Maybe put him on your watch list. I think AO will definitely get the majority, at least early on. Okay. But they drafted Dalen Terry first round, 18th overall. AO was a second round pick. So you know we'll see how that goes. They may can play on the court together, but I see Dalen getting minutes now that Lonzo's out.
0: AO's good. I like him a lot, and I. I had Kobe white as a rookie and he was a great microwave heat check guy off the bench. Um, Now, obviously this is fantasy more offensively focused. If you can't play defense, that's not going to like kill you. Um, Tony Allen is not a fantasy basketball player. It's a great NBA player. (laughs) So I'm, I, you know, like I'm okay with the Kobe whites of the world. Um, Now, as we wrap up, I should point out that there are no Knicks rookies for me to take. And every year. I mean, I they sh- did
1: draft Trevor Keels, you know.
0: Let me repeat myself. There are no <laughs> Knicks rookies to take. And every year I scream at my phone or my TV <laughs> and I say, Knicks, trade up for Cole Anthony. You need a point guard. Hey, Knicks, you should trade up and take Jaden Ivey. Hey, Knicks, you should take Tyrese Halliburton. Hey, Knicks, you should take XYZ and every year these amazing point guards are 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 just for some reason just blind to whoever runs the Knicks because we're owned by James Dolan So I can't like freak out and, and take someone, although you can bet your bottom dollar if if someone like Emmanuel Quickly, like a second rounder, who just oh okay, you know, like these second rounders, you just start hearing about them. Like, wasn't Herbert Jones a second rounder? Yes, it was. I like Herbert Jones. You know, like there's always these guys like, oh, okay. This second rounder, Nikola Jokic. Interesting. He's playing good minutes on this Denver team. I I mean, sometimes
1: it's just blind pure luck. Yeah, it it normally is. (laughs)
0: It's ridiculous.
1: Um, But hey, I mean, you guys have Quentin Grimes. You know, I was big on him last year. And, I mean, he he, he was untradeable for you guys. That's why you don't have Donovan Mitchell for the most part. So, I mean, he's going to have a nice season this year, I God, think. God,
0: what a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, <laughs> I, he wanted to be here. He, I, I, yeah. We had the assets. It's not like we draft great anyways because we never move up in the lottery. But at the same time, it's is he, like, the guy I, I'm I'm very conflicted, and I I I don't get me started. I, I'll i have to i have to get a pro account for Zoom and, and add minutes to this call. If I want right, to fucking stinky next. Uh, are there any final questions you have for me in terms of salary cap leagues, or any sort of final comments? Anything you want to say before we get to the
1: plugs? I I mean I think we covered it all. You uh, have introduced me to a very exciting field of fantasy. I mean I think it's very neat and especially with the rookies getting all the great value it's been a great episode i appreciate you having me on
0: anytime uh we will obviously do a check-in at some point during the season so i can complain like i was complaining to really no one last year because all these guys came off the waiver wire who were awesome and all the people who guys drafted thinking they would be great kind of just like wilted uh hopefully that will happen this year but uh you never know. Where can people find your work on the internet?
1: Yeah, check me out on the All Rookie Podcast. You know, it's on Apple, iTunes, all that good stuff, Spotify. On Twitter at William Is Bill. And you know, if you want to talk anything rookie, I'm here for you. Another you another little sleeper for you, Christian Coloco, second round Ooh. pick. He could he could be a sleeper. You know, okay. Verano needs a center. He's a center. If he gets the minutes, he could be, you know, very valuable, like in that. Duran Mark Williams' Vane. interesting. Now, I, I did read
0: because I was going through like the uh, the, what we got wrong last year. I, I did read last year that Cam Birch and Precious Achua would would be really great, and then it was like, oh, our RV Hoopball got
1: that one wrong, take the L. So, Toronto centers, hmm. well, I mean, I, the, those two don't compare to Christian Calo, <laughs> to say that. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, you also do follow other players, not just rookies, correct? Yes, yes, yes.
0: Okay. Just know that anyone uh, being paid $40 million and up is basically undraftable in salary cap leagues, as long as their name is not Giannis Antetokounmpo. If that's your name, you can we can pay you $40 plus million. Anyone else for the history of salary cap leagues, Kobe, Carmelo, LeBron, Steph, undraftable. You cannot have those players on your roster. They were on the waiver wire forever because they just get paid too much. So that's my mm-hmm. final piece of advice for everyone who wants to start salary cap leaks. Uh You can follow me on Twitter at Jared Russo. Um, I'm not, I have a real time job. I don't feel like making a, a different social media account for this podcast. And I don't care about our ratings. I do this for fun, but this mm-hmm. has been a blast. Thank you so much, William, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me be back anytime. Uh, I will take you up on that. And I will both end this call because time is about, well, we got a minute left uh zoom remember when they gave this away for free during the right? pandemic that was great Stupid. no longer oh yeah <laughs> less than a minute that's that's very helpful thank you like i know how many seconds are left <laughs> fucking zoom all right we'll see you next week thank you for listening adios Peace.